0: relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Ken Tamita. And we had such a great conversation on the last episode. So if you missed that, go back, get listen to it, get yourself caught up. Uh, Ken's doing some really cool things. He's a passionate member of the entrepreneurial community in Portland, Oregon, committed to making work meaningful. He is the CEO and co-founder of Grovemade, which is a product innovation company specializing in the home workspace. So go to grovemade.com and you can check out everything they're doing. Their products are absolutely beautiful. They're extremely functional, whether you have a home office, whether you work at a corporation. I mean, he's got all the latest technology they've got products for, and they're innovating all the time. So definitely grovemade.com is where you can see what they've got going on. Ken, welcome back, my friend.
1: Mario, good to see you
0: yeah i'm super excited because we were just chatting for a few minutes before we hit the record button and i you know this topic is one that's near and dear to my heart and listeners know because i've talked about it quite often but i always love to get different takes on it and that's the topic of you know when you're a founder or when you have your own business whether you're just starting or whether you've been in the game for a while we always tend and i know i was there too i was in this space where after i started my business and started to taste some success we get this idea that when i reach this certain point Everything will be great. All my problems go away if I can just get this many customers or create this much revenue or, you know, create that one product, whatever it may be. When I hit this certain mark, all my problems go away and life is just going to be rainbows, unicorns and sunshine moving forward. And, (laughs) you know, when we hit that spot, it's great. You should, you know, you should celebrate your achievement. But inevitably, there's always something lurking around the corner. As a founder, as someone who operates a business, you know that there is always another problem. And mm-hmm. the, the more success you have, the higher level the problems get. Now, the more resources you have to deal with those problems, the more experience you have, but there's always going to be something else that needs to be accomplished, another challenge, so to speak. And when you're at this level now you may not see the challenge once you hit this other achievement coming up but it's going to be there and you have to be prepared for it so I always love to talk about the fact that yes you have this goal yes it's going to be great when you achieve it and it's going to open up other opportunities but don't think all your problems are just going to disappear overnight because that's not that's not reality
1: yeah totally so we worked with this uh, financial consultant he calls it uh he's from the south he calls it more levels more devils it's pretty good. <laughs> That's it's a good thing. It pretty saying. much sums it up. It pretty much sums it up. Uh, well, definitely, I could talk about early stage, uh, going from zero employees to twenty five. Um, when Joe and I started the company, two thousand nine, we both had one employee. We kind of did whatever we wanted, and we didn't really plan out a business. We didn't. We weren't business people that were like, "Oh, here's this business plan, and you know, we want to scale it to X." There's none of that. We were just product guys, and our first product, uh, wood iPhone case, kind of took off, and it was really eye-opening. Um, I thought the challenges were going to be uh, engineering, like how to figure out how to make stuff, because my pr- previous profession was making stuff, and it's hard. That was hard uh, to scale, but the hardest part about that was really managing people, which is classic, right? Like. I didn't really understand that that's a completely independent skill, uh, leadership and management that had nothing to do with engineering or design or brand, like all the things we already knew how to do. And we really, really struggled the first couple of years. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just hiring friends of friends. And there's something fun about that, but it it was chaos, man, first couple of years
0: what was that first mark that you set for yourself when you start the company it's you and your co-founder you each have one employee so there's four of you essentially when Mm -hmm. you sat down and you said okay now we got this product that we're going to take to market and we're going to do this with what was like that first goal that you
1: set for yourselves we didn't really have like a quantity or financial goal it was it was hey let's build this thing and get it out there and see what happens and uh it was Actually, a little scary. So, our first product flopped, uh, but it was a blessing in disguise because it was really hard to make. The second one took off um, just from pure luck. Uh, 10 years ago, you could get on one tech blog and you had a business overnight. We got on Gizmodo and the sales just skyrocketed. I had my phone send me notifications every time we got a sale because we got like one a day and it was just going like, bing, 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 bing. It's was, it was crazy, man. But then it's like, how do you? fulfill that, right? How do you fulfill that demand? We had tens of thousands of customers, and no product, no infrastructure, nothing. So what'd you Went do? From Jubilation to fear, for real. I, I've never been so stressed out in my life. We had to deliver, right? Because we took customers' money. This is like kind of what Kickstarter does now, except Kickstarter didn't exist back then. We took all these pre-orders on a product that didn't exist, so... Basically, it was a lot of long hours to muscle it out and uh, hiring a ton of college students and working really inefficiently, but just shoving it through. You know, we didn't have time to get it right. So that was kind of phase one of the pain of scaling where we didn't have time to build the systems behind fulfilling the demand. Yeah.
0: That's a good problem to have though.
1: Yeah, we also call it upgrading solves. And yeah, when we're when we're growing and stuff is happening, everybody's got a smile on their face because we were like, "Hey, we've dealt with the other side where we're shrinking, we don't have enough sales. We've, we even had to have dreadful layoffs. Nobody wants that."
0: Mm-mm. No, I know being in the service business. You know, there was a time when I first started my business and I was trying to get clarity on how can I best serve, where's the gap that I fill in the market, what's the value, and this was like brand new entrepreneur, right? And I remember sitting in my office, try like looking at all these different things, coming up with all these ideas and then being like, man, I just wish my calendar was full. You know, like I just wish I had more on my calendar so that I could just feel like I'm doing things other than coming up with ideas and theories and such. And then fast forward a year or two and my calendar's jam packed. And I'm like, Oh, so I got to get through this column, do this. And then I, I like, I have to step back and cognizantly go, this is what I wanted. This is what I asked for, and it now I have right it. I need to be thankful, not stressed.
1: And so and you're at- able to be more strategic, right? Because you have all these options in front of you, and what yep. you're saying no to is actually going to dictate where um, assets are being allocated. And so I think it's it's a good thing to be growing. And it, it, I definitely have that bias, Mario, that you talked about, where I think, oh, if we can only get a little bit bigger, problems we solve, and they never are. You're absolutely right. Uh, But at least it forces us to think in ways like, hey, we don't have time to do that. We need to do this instead. That kind of thinking kicks in, which is only going to make business business stronger.
0: Yeah. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship. There's always something next. It really is about, you know, it's that old cliche. (laughs) It's all about the journey, not the destination. And that I think it's true to an extent, but I mean, like, the it's all about that growth. It's all about moving forward. It's all about... You know what's the next problem that we can solve? What's the next and I, I like that creative space. I like thinking outside the box. I like coming up with cool ideas and trying them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always said I'm fine with failure. I don't believe failure is a thing really. And people want to fight me on that all the time. I just don't think mm-hmm. just like, you know, darkness isn't a thing. It's just lack of light. I think failure is mm-hmm. not a thing. It's just lack of success. It's like not mm-hmm. just because you decided it should be this way. And it's not, doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means it's another way. So how are you going to get creative and either learn from this or turn it into something else? So I think that's like the fun thing. And I'm always the kind of guy that like, I would much rather make my own decision and eat it. Mm -hmm. If it's wrong, than have someone else decide for me and have to live with that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'd rather own the responsibility.
1: I mean, we're getting into kind of decision science stuff, which is, which is uh, pretty fascinating. You know, with the, with the failure piece, um, we've really started to focus in on decision-making lately. And so we'll do a thing or maybe some decision has to be made. And we try to uh, record it, like what we were thinking at that time mm-hmm. and place. And then we were really working on judging it later by what we knew at the time. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that you can't predict, right? Um, and like you said, the key thing is, did we learn? Um, so ironically, I, I am we are failing in something because where I said, the only way we could fail is if we don't learn from this. And then we're uh, with this marketing tactic, and the tracking isn't working, so we are not learning from it. <laughs> I, I thought this—I thought this experiment was going to be fail-proof because of how we defined the the project, but the the, tra- <laughs> the tracking broke. So yeah, we threw away a couple thousand dollars, didn't learn anything. So that's a failure. But um, we try to really be conscious of that—that that we don't really know. Nobody actually knows exactly what to do best. And a competitive advantage is how much we're learning from the uncertainty in the world. Right. Not just like how smart we are or whatever, because we're not going to get it all right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone wants that. And I think certainty is a good thing. I mean, clarity is power. And certainty is something that we all strive for. We all want because it makes us feel comfortable, but the biggest growth and the biggest opportunity comes with uncertainty.
1: Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people call it like high variance areas, right? Yeah. If there's certainty in a certain area, talking strategy here, like what, there is no advantage to be had anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, risk, risk and reward, right? You can't escape that. The riskier and the more capital intensive, whatever you're going to do is mm-hmm. typically let's assume that it's meaningful to the customer. The, the greater the return going to be uh, in the long run. Yeah. yeah so we're like, absolutely. Hey, this is risky. This is hard. Yes. This is good. I mean, it's hard for everyone else
0: too. Let, let me ask you this and we'll kind of close with this. Cause I'm super, I, I like to, they, to ask this question and get feedback because I think it's something a lot of people struggle with. And that is when we talk about certainty and we talk about clarity now that you've been in, you know, in your building your business for this long and you've, you know, tested a lot of things, tried a lot of things. At this point, when you look at Grovemade, what do you think is that? What's that one thing that you do better than anyone else? What is that one thing that you aim to be known for when people think of it, your company is number one on the list? You're just, that's your zone of genius and that's your area.
1: I think externally, it's product development. Uh, Internally, I think it's a little bit more than that. It's our ability to learn, which is what we just talked about on all facets of the business. Yeah.
0: I love that you have two. You have one externally and one internally because it it really does help the people internally know what it is your identity is and what they're trying to do. And, you know, when you say learning that's not a not you want them to be successful and there's only so much failure i'm sure that you're in risk that you'll be willing to tolerate with you know people if it becomes a track record but learning is like it gives me the freedom to be more creative and mm-hmm. figure things out you don't expect mm-hmm. me to be right 100 percent of the time right oh, no, no. you don't expect your employees to get it right every time as long as they learn and then apply that what they apply what they learn to the next thing so that they have a better that's chance right. of being right
1: that's right and we do expect people this this might be a kind of a differentiator is uh, we do expect people to be self reflective uh, i don't want to spend my life like telling people what to do or what they're not doing right like that's not that's not my thing that makes me uncomfortable period right but i don't need to with the with the top people on the team they're bringing me stuff like hey i made this mistake right, look i really should have done this better like constantly and that's amazing, right? That's when you know you got a good group around you. Yeah. It's easy to manage that.
0: Self evaluations are always a good thing. And you always, oh, yeah. you know, you always hear that cliche from uh, people who are in management or founders, and they're always like, Bring me solutions, not problems. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you just said. People come to you and say, Well, hey, I could have done this better. I think I'm gonna try this. They're coming to you with a solution to a problem that they faced. And Mm -hmm. now you can kind of reflect with them on how to, you know, make that solution better or maximize it rather than them going, Hey, what do I do?
1: Right. Right. And their drive to improve is really strong. Right. Yeah. So it's much easier to ask them to tone down their self-criticism instead of Mm -hmm. the other way around. Right. Yeah. That's a luxury I have as a a, a leader at our company. That's a good place
0: to be. And it makes them feel better too. It it creates a better vibe. Like if they come to you and you're criticizing, it makes it like you said, and I'm not a confrontational guy either. I mean, I will be if I have to be as far as business goes, but that really is not something that happens often because I don't like it. And I try to create a culture that isn't confrontational, but if they come to you and they're, you know, giving themselves this and you can say, Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. That's a good place to be.
1: Oh, it's excellent. Life is good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I
0: love it. Well, Ken, thank you so much for everything, not just on this episode, but on the last episode, I've had a blast chatting with you and learning so much. Um, I want to remind people, grovemade.com is where they can go find you and find all of your products that you're offering, which are absolutely beautiful products. They make anyone's office not only look better, but more functional and uh, more efficient so and it, you handle all the latest technology you started with an iPhone case way back in the day and now you've got things for computers for your desk in general for everything so I want to remind people to check that out for sure grovemade.com and uh, thank you so much my friend let's definitely do this again soon
1: thanks Mario